Voters in Ohio overwhelmingly approved an amendment which would enshrine the right to terminate pregnancy in the state's constitution. Now, its success is likely to bolster Democrats' hopes that abortion rights remain a winning issue ahead of elections next year. Now, the win in Ohio extends an unbeaten record for ballot measures designed to protect abortion rights that since Roe versus Wade was overturned, remember, last year, with this being uh, the seventh such measure to pass in the country. Well, with us now is US correspondent Simon Marks. Good morning again, Simon. Good morning again, Corinne. So this is very interesting. So in a way, the Democrats have sort of defied uh, some expectations, done quite well here because of abortion again. Yes, absolutely. And I mean, this is indicating to the White House, to President Biden and to Democrats all over the country that there is a playbook that the Democrats can turn to for victory, because across the states that were participating in these off-year elections, where abortion was on the ballot and Democrats were able to energize their voters, galvanized as millions of them are, following that Supreme Court decision last year to strike down Roe versus Wade, the opinion that had kept abortion legal in the United States for the last 50 years, voters are making abortion the central issue that gets them to the polls. So in Ohio, they voted in favor of enshrining into the state's constitution abortion rights protections that essentially will override whatever concerns people may have had about that Supreme Court decision. Uh, among those celebrating last night, Lauren Blauvelt from Planned Parenthood in Ohio. Tonight, Ohioans United for Reproductive Rights passed issue one and put Ohioans back in charge of their decisions about pregnancy and abortion. Together, we successfully enshrined the right to reproductive freedom into the Ohio Constitution. And there is comeuppance for Republicans in that decision because Republicans, of course, have have argued that it should be left to individual states to make their own laws on abortion. And uh, across the South, Republican-controlled legislatures following last year's Supreme Court ruling have indeed implemented all sorts of uh, very tough restrictions on the procedure. But here in Ohio, a state that Donald Trump won twice, uh, abortion rights now protected in the country, in the state's constitution. Uh, And that is clearly voters choosing to move in a very different way than Republicans had hoped. And cannabis, too, um, uh, was also approved, wasn't it? So, yes, it was going on here with these issues. So if it's still a state that's going to vote for Trump, I mean, what are we reading into this in terms of voter behaviour? Well, that is that is the interesting question, because it was only in November of last year that a Trump-backed election-denying Republican, J.D. Vance, was easily elected uh, Ohio's new Republican senator. So uh, you've seen extraordinary swings in voter behaviour uh, over the course of the last year. And in other parts of the country, abortion also galvanised voters to turn out in these off-year elections. So in the state of Kentucky, Andy Bashir. Uh, retook the keys to the governor's mansion after absolutely relentlessly promotion, promoting uh, the issue of uh, uh, the need for abortion rights protection. Here's what he had to say uh, in his victory speech last night. This wasn't my win. This was our victory. It was a victory that sends a loud, clear message, a message that candidates should run for something and not against someone.
But it also raises questions for President Biden at the White House, Corin, because it is not immediately clear that these results were because of Joe Biden's leadership or in spite of Joe Biden's leadership. And Governor Bashir on the campaign trail never once intoned Joe Biden's name, even when he was telling Ohioans uh, about the positive uh, record that he says the current administration here in Washington uh, has to point to. So he walked a very, very careful line in Ohio, energizing voters about abortion and about the state's economic developments and the nation's uh, state of the economy without ever tying his coattails to Joe Biden. So as much as they're celebrating at the White House today, they've also got some considerable reason to ponder. Mm. And what about the Republicans with Glenn Youngkin? You mentioned him yesterday. How did he do? Well, uh, he did terribly, uh, a disaster for Governor Glenn Youngkin of Virginia. For those listeners uh, who weren't here yesterday, we were postulating, uh, as Governor Youngkin has been doing, about the possibility of of him throwing his hat into the presidential race in a bid to overturn Donald Trump's apple cart. He's got $22 million of funding already lined up for a possible presidential challenge uh, to Donald Trump in the race for the Republican Party's presidential nomination. But yesterday, as the results came in, we learned that he has lost control of both houses uh, of Virginia's state legislature. It was previously split. Now the Democrats control both houses. That is a disaster for Youngkin, a disaster for his plan to introduce a 15-week limit on abortion. Abortion there galvanizing voters. And I think it almost certainly derails his presidential aspirations. That $22 million is going to have to find someone else to back or something else to do. Very good. Thank you for the update. Simon Marks, US correspondent. Yes, just a year to go to, of course, the uh, next presidential race. It's going to be a fascinating time.